Welcome to the RPG After Years, your weekly show covering all things RPGs from the past, present, and future. This is episode 115. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm Rich. Today, we're going to go over all the uh, news we got this week. We got a, video, a new video about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We had the Sony State of Play, and of course, the Final Fantasy 16 bombshell that happened there. But before any of that, let's catch up. Rich, why don't you uh, kick us off this week? Sure. So I honestly have not played a lot of video games. Um, haven't done much. I played Final Fantasy 13, obviously. I'm still in chapter. I think I'm at the end of chapter six. Um, so that's been going good. I'm kind of in a little bit of funk on playing games. I don't really like. You know how I tend to start a game and change and uh-huh. swap to a different game. Yeah, I'm like at that moment again. I'm like, God, just nothing's appealing to me at the moment. So you're so, not loving Xenoblade 2 as much? Oh, no, I still love that. I just stopped. Okay. <laughs> again, that's my weird thing. Um, what have you been doing yeah, instead of gaming then? Catching up on sleep, playing with a new dog, uh, working a lot. And that's really about it. Gotcha. So that's just... The life I have at the moment. I'm hoping to get back to the regular gaming at some point. Understood. So, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> this is a short little update for you. Um, why don't we go into this? The the lot of stuff that you have going on. Yeah. Well, this is the uh, the third week in a row we've had a news episode. Uh, just because I know we were supposed to record some kind of review with Bill this week, but um, apparently Friday was a holiday for the UK, the Queen's Jubilee Day or something. They, <laughs> I know about that. Yeah, they yeah. do. All, they they do weird shit over there. Um, not that we have much room to talk, but anyway. <laughs> so I have also been playing FF13. I am also at the end of chapter six. So just got to do chapter seven. I, oh, you know what? Actually, I, we played the first like half hour, or maybe a little less of that of chapter seven, because uh, chapter seven is my favorite in the game. And, but I know that the the first 20 minutes of it are a little slower than the rest when it's, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but it really ramps up from there and I can't wait to relive that part of the game. Yay. Other than that, I've been playing Chrono Cross for the side RPG club, which I'm starting to get the hang of the battle system now. For some reason, like I had to be like really... It had to be really broken down by my the people watching my stream. Like, okay, when you do this, it does. And I'm like, oh, then I'm like oh. the I'm like the lady with meme with the math in front of her face, like calculating. Okay, oh. this, how's this battle system work? Um, I, I don't hate it, but it's it's not grabbing me so far. If I'm being honest, like it doesn't grab me. I don't really care about anything that's happening. <laughs> I think I think part of that is because the you know the main character is a silent protagonist um and the main thrust of the plot is how did what is happening to this character how do they end up in the alternate dimension world and because he's a silent protagonist it's like i I don't really care (laughs) but maybe it'll heat up heat up from here i did make it to the end of the first segment so i'm starting the second segment today 
Other than that, I've still been playing Horizon Forbidden West. No new, real updates there. Still uh, getting those upgrades. We do have a small news story about Forbidden West later. Uh, still been playing Bloodstained. I'm, I've finished the game. I 100%ed it, but now I'm going like way out of my way to get like super 100%, like doing stuff I really don't need to. Um, <laughs> like leveling all my shards, that type of thing. Jeez. Still playing Bravely Default 2. I made a little bit of progress in that. I've been grinding, and it's still fucking hard. And then Corey's still been playing Triangle Strategy, which he's at the... I don't feel bad saying this because it's, it was in the demo, but he's at the battle where you have to choose between burning the town or not. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, okay. And he's decided that he wants to try to do it without burning the town. I burned that bitch down. Yeah, I, I did too when I played the demo. Um, but that if you do that, it locks you out of the, the best ending, apparently, or the true ending, whatever they call it. Oh, that's um, crap. Yeah. <laughs> There's like four different endings. Um, so he tried it last night and got his ass kicked. So he's going to try again next time. But it's an uphill battle. So, <laughs> But that's really all I've been playing. I know that was a lot more than you, but I don't have major, update, major updates on any of them. So, so anything outside of gaming you want to talk about or... No, I don't think so. I mean, it's just been kind of a light week. Um, you know, cause the fact that we, you know, we just had, we've done two news updates in the last couple of weeks that, you know, we've been catching up pretty regularly. So yeah, yeah that's, that's I about did, it. Oh, I did play a round of Mario party with some friends. I don't know if that counts hmm. as something that should be reported here, but <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So moving on to some quick show updates. Uh, you heard us mention the RPG Club. That is a book club for RPGs within our community where we all play the same game in the same chunks around the same time. So it's literally like a book club. We cover it every other week. This is an off week for the club. But the current game is Final Fantasy Thirteen, and the checkpoint is to finish Chapter 7, which is the Palum Polum chapter. That is due a week from today as of this recording on Sunday, June 12th. Uh, one more quick note here. The Materia lockdown is still ongoing, and I think it's not too long before the five-job fiesta starts, so if you don't want to be running uh, two Final Fantasy challenges at once, now's the time to really start making some progress on the Materia lockdown. Yep. You can find out more about that at materialockdown.com. Okay, are you ready for the news? We do got uh, some exciting things to talk about today. Yes, let's do it. Hear ye, hear ye, gather round for all your news. Stop your clatter and listen close. Alas, you won't believe your ears. Listen close for the news. You know, um, the, the segment in Chrono Cross we just played, you go to a town called Termina, and that uh, the music there is actually the music that we used for our news jingle. So, oh yeah, that, that I was almost that, that, that was almost kind of surreal for me playing through that part. I was like, I feel like I'm in an episode of The After Years. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so what's our first uh, story? Okay, so our first story is um, kind of a I don't know if you want to say this is expected that this was happening, but a new Dragon Age game has finally been announced. It is called Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Um, there's not much information on this yet because it's just, you know, they just talked about it. Um, 
Let's see. They hint about his return in the Dread Wolf Rises back in 2018. Um, it talks about Solus, uh, the Dread Wolf. I mean, that's really about it. If if you know this played, if you played the games and you understand the Dragon Age series, which is a Bioware uh, game, so they're actually right in the middle of the production of it. So I what probably I wouldn't expect it takes to see this forever for new Dragon Age games to come out. So yeah. So uh, I would say you're not going to see this game. I would guess until 2024. Yeah, uh, that would be. I mean, I'm not super familiar with Dragon Age, but I would uh, also wager that. I should have asked Isn't, Brandon. With, yeah, I say Brandon knows about this stuff probably. Yeah. Uh, so we got a friend in the community, Brandon, who has a uh, Dragon Age podcast. He came on and uh, with us to do the Pokemon Sword and Shield review a couple months back or so. And uh, it's called the Enchantment Podcast. So I told him, oh, look, you can now continue your podcast. Because I think he was just planning on ending it once he finished covering uh, the latest game, Inquisition, or whatever it was. <laughs> and he was just like, no. <laughs> um, That's funny. There is a little blurb here. Who is the Dreadwolf? Solus, the Dreadwolf, some may might be say he might be an ancient elven god, but some say not. Others say a betrayer of his people, or a savior who now seeks to rescue them at the cost of your world. His motives are inscrutable and his methods sometimes questionable, earning him a reputation as something of a trickster deity, a player of dark and dangerous games. Ooh. That sounds interesting for Dragon Age. Yeah, because we know nothing about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are so lost. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really it. There's no release date, no window, no specific platforms it's coming on. If I had to guess, guys, it's going to come out on PlayStation 5, Xbox, uh, and PC. Probably not Switch. That would be surprising for sure. Yes, yes. So, we'll keep but yeah, our, that's it for that one. Yeah, ear to the ground on that. And more uh, major news to many, I would say. We got a new trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and I think I think we knew this was happening beforehand, uh, but we got a release date, so it's November eighteenth, and it looks like there's the the first thing that jumped out at me about this trailer. Is apparently the the there's professors the two professors there's a male and a female professor and which professor you have is depends on the version that you play so you get Professor Seda I'm not sure if I'm saying that right but she's the female professor and Scarlet and Professor Churro in the Violet players but the thing that jumped out to me about them when I saw them I was like why are they so hot <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were saying that I saw they were like oh. They get attracted to these uh, professors. Yeah. <laughs> um, Professor Seda being in the Scarlet version. I was planning on getting the Scarlet version, but I think based on the legendary that they revealed in this trailer, Professor Churro as well, I'm probably going to go Violet now. Why don't you just buy the double pack? I'm thinking about that, actually, but I, I feel like I should only do that if Corey is going to play his own file, too. He might. You just talk to him. See what he says. Yeah. And thanks to the streaming and all and the podcast, I have enough friends that play Pokemon now that I could reliably have people to trade with. I think. So. Yep. You get your new. Uh, you can. You have another Pokedex to fill out. Yep. Uh, and also, I've already seen way too many Rule Forty Three art of Professor Churro. Like, there's so much out there already. Uh, or Rule Forty Two. I can't remember the actual number. So everybody needs to go to Horny Jail. 
I mean, Jesus, people were all about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was we like, got, great. We also saw what the two cover art legendaries are going to be. You got Coridon in Scarlet and Miradon in Violet. So what did you think about these two legendaries? Well, the legendaries are interesting. Let me go back to them and pull it up here. Uh, the violet one looks interesting, and the scarlet definitely looks very like menacing. So we'll have to to really see what the story is about them. Because as you know, like most of these Pokemon games have like a story yeah. around the legendaries. Are they, are they lizards? They look like lizards. It looks like it. Uh, the one in geckos. Yeah, the one in scarlet looks like it is also like part motorcycle or something. It's got a tire embedded in it. And the violet one looks like it's got like a jet engine embedded in it. I think the violet one looks cooler. So I'm probably, that's another point for violet for me. How are they making up these Pokemon? It's just like, okay, we're running out of designs. What do we do? Let's just start throwing machine parts in them. Yep. It's like, what happens if a Pokemon fucks a tricycle? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also got three new Pokemon in this trailer. Pommy, which is like a little bear looking critter. Uh, What's this one's called? Uh, small, small of, which is just like a weird looking scared plant thing. Reminded me a lot of C Dot, which is a Pokemon that already exists. And then the biggest reveal, of course, being Lechonk, who is a pig Pokemon. And Piggies. I think he is awesome, and Lechonk must be protected at all costs. So the starters look interesting. Um, what do you think you'd pick? I'm definitely going with Fue Coco all the way. That the is that the duck? Little uh, no, that's the the fire gator, little derpy gator. I love it. Thinking about the duck, depending on what his evolutions look like. Thinking of duck. Yeah, uh, if it wasn't for Fue Coco, I would go Quaxley second. Like it's it's going to depend on the evolutions because the evolutions is the one you spend the most time with. So I'm going to name him Donald Duck. I mean, pick him and change the names. It's going to be Donald feel, Duck. I feel like you are not uh, alone in that. <laughs> uh, Darth Queso in the chat says, Lechonk, the pig Pokemon? Yes, exactly. I hope it evolves yep. into like Lechungus or something. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be some feral pig at the end. It's going to have like massive tusks. tusks. I yeah. assume that's what it would be. It has to have like giant tusks um, for it. So we'll see. Yep. We also got our rival character revealed. Her name is Nimona, and she is also unreasonably attractive for a Pokemon character. I don't know what's what's going on there, but she looked cool. Hmm. Um, and then another big reveal that was that came up is that apparently this game will be multiplayer, and not in the same sense that Pokemon Sword and Shield was multiplayer. Apparently, you can play with up to four players online together simultaneously interesting you can explore battle and trade pokemon together you can wander the world together solve puzzles together uh meet up but what do you think when they didn't really give a whole lot of information on it other than that it's kind of ambiguous how that's actually going to work to me it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense but what about what do you think i mean it could be cool i mean I'm, i'm sure we'll try it um but I'm curious what that means. Is Are they going to be running around at the same time as, as we are? Are we going to be battling together? I, I just don't don't know yet. Yeah. I don't have a lot to go off of. Another thing they That's announced, what I hope, at least. Yeah. Was that you can apparently tackle the gyms in any order. 
so you, the world is kind of truly open world. Apparently, you can go do whatever you want. Uh, but what that says to me is the story is going to suck even more than usual. That was what I read in between the lines there. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, because they don't have a linear story. These Pokemon games, it does tend to get a little like off the rails. Yeah. I mean, that's in my just, experience. That's just in general. I feel like if, if any game that's not linear, but it can be done well. It's just I don't trust Pokemon to do it well. <laughs> so, oh Pokemon! On a scale of one to ten, after this trailer, like where, where are you at excitement wise? Six, six. Okay, yeah. I'm about lukewarm by the time it gets close to that. I do like how November tends to be the Pokemon month. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm at like a seven. I don't think this is going to be like the revolution people want from Pokemon necessarily. There was less elements from Pokemon Legends Arceus than I would have expected uh, yeah. based on how well that was game was received. And honestly, this trailer didn't give us a whole lot of new information i didn't think like there's nothing i don't i know there is new information by definition it just didn't do much for me to sell me on why this game is going to be so much better than you know like sword and shield for example yeah eh, we'll see what happens i'm sure we'll see some new stuff in the coming months um we'll probably also see a third game get announced <laughs> yeah october ish what uh so. what color do you get if you mix scarlet and violet Mm, that'd be like some kind of yellow color probably like a poop yellow <laughs> so. pokemon goldenrod i don't know oh god no <laughs> sounds like a terrible porno yeah <laughs> all right well anything else to say about pokemon scarvy nope i okay. think it's uh, gonna be okay all right so we also have another pokemon related news story here so the Game Freak co-founder Junichi Masuda has stepped down from his role as managing director, and he is now the chief creative fellow for the Pokemon Company. Um, so for those that don't know, a fellow is a, like a concept of somebody stepping down from their role, but still being on like an advisory board. They're basically on retainer. I think Miyamoto at Nintendo is also technically just some kind of fellow. Uh, right now but he's a pretty well-known game director he's like i said he's one of the original founders and uh let's see the news statement actually says the pokemon company is pleased to announce the appointment of junichi masuda as its chief creative fellow effective june 1st 2022 junichi masuda has served as a managing director at game freak inc the original creator of pokemon until may 31st as one of the founding members of game freak he was involved in the development of pokemon red version and pokemon green version supporting the development of the subsequent Pokemon video game series for many years. Masuda will utilize his deep understanding of the Pokemon brand to develop new services and products at the Pokemon company, tapping into his years of experience and creative thinking. So this is like kind of a big deal, because like I said, he is a well-known director, but also it kind of sounds like he's not really gone to me. <laughs> no, he's just probably stepped down from like his leadership role and moved into something else. Yeah, so, that's pretty standard. Let's see. Um, he also worked uh, on Pokemon Gold and Silver as its subdirector. Uh, he was his first director project was Ruby and Sapphire, and apparently he's directed pretty much all the Pokemon games since then, more or less. 
uh, if he wasn't a director, he was a producer or a game design advisor and other Pokemon projects. And he also worked on Harmonite and Timbo the Badass Elephant. So <laughs> what? Yeah, apparently that's a game freaking game. Okay, sure. Yep. Interesting. His final project at Game Freak was Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Okay, maybe it's good he left then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also director of and supervisor of Legends Arceus. You got any other thoughts on Mr. Masuda here? Well, if Ms. Masuda is leaving, we'll see some changes probably in the next upcoming games. Yes. We'll see how all that plays out. Yeah. Let's see. Darth Queso, uh, talking about Pokemon, Scarvy still here, says, I feel like it would only exacerbate my tendency in Pokemon that led to me getting to the Elite Four with a level 70 Infernape with level 28s as backup. <laughs> I guess the, the non-linear direction they're talking about there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay, but uh, good luck to your future Mr. Masuda. All right, so let's talk about this. So we were kind of, I was expecting this actually to be announced a little more in the state of play, but it wasn't. So the next Star Ocean game, the Divine Force update is actually coming in late June. Uh, People were expecting to see this um, probably last week, but it didn't happen. It is still slated to release this point in 2022, but honestly, I'm almost expecting it to get pushed back. Um, Most of them do. Um, it is a Square Enix um, release where it's encompassing all this, all the consoles, Xbox, uh, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, PS5, and PC. Um, Switch is definitely not. I, I don't think Switch would even get this. Um, I'm a little sad by that, though, because Star Ocean, or at least the older games, I think can handle the Switch. So I'm still expecting those to pop up. But you want if you're waiting for Star Ocean news, you're going to wait till June. So sometime this month. We shall see. Yeah, it looks. I mean, and when they first revealed this, I remember we both thought, "Is this a Xenoblade?" At first, it's interesting. Just like, yeah. <laughs> um, I I thought this was interesting though because apparently, apparently they originally had it slated for a March release, mm-hmm. and then they just never even did an official delay announcement. And <laughs> this is the first yeah. thing we've heard since then. That's really weird. That's a good way to do it, though, so you don't back yourself into a corner and people get pissed off. <laughs> it's just like one of those ga- game games that was supposed to come out and never did. I think that yeah. that sometimes happens. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I know you're excited about this, so hopefully oh, yeah. news soon. I didn't even know about this next one. Uh, Rich planned today's episode, everybody. But Dragon Quest Builders has hit mobile. So this is a port of the original Dragon Quest Builders. I think it was from like the PS3, PS4 generation. I think so. Uh, so you can now play it on mobile. It has some updates such as uh, enhanced UI to make it easier to play on touchscreen. It also adds several quality of life en- enhancements such as ranged placements when building and crafting things in batches. As well as an undo button. Wow, that seems like a very good helper thing so this is basically like dragon quest meets minecraft however i've heard good things about the builders games like apparently they're actually really so good. I, yeah that's what i heard as well people like them so if you're looking know, for never, a game never tried to play on mobile that is out now all right so we're starting to get into the uh, state of play news sony did have a state of play show this week however they didn't have too much in the way of announcements only a couple RPG things as well. 
So just speaking in general, was there anything in the direct other than FF 16 that had you like excited or anything rich? The only thing would be the Callisto project. That's a horror game. And that's really it. It seemed like this one, this state of play was more focused on just like a few major titles and the rest were very indie like. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I know there are people that are excited about the stray game, which is the, the cat. Yeah. Um, thing. Uh, but other than that, there was a few things where I was like, okay, that looks interesting. You've, I'll keep an eye on it. But yeah, not not much here for us, I don't think. It wasn't a badge though, I wouldn't say. But No, I mean you had the, the roller the rollerblading fall or uh rollerblading um demo yeah. game or whatever, or say like Fortnite type thing. Deathmatch, there you go. Rollerblade deathmatch. Um and then you also had the dating sim RPG yeah. thing that was in there. That was really about it. Um, oh. yeah, and the Callisto Protocol, it was, to me, it looked, I thought it was Dead Space at first. Yeah, but uh, it's made by Dead Space developers. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So that's why it looks like that. But that's coming out this year. And then in March or February, Dead Space Remake comes out. Yeah. So, yeah. yay. So the reason this doesn't excite me is because it's like a uh, a shooter disguised as a horror game. So... <laughs> I'm not too big on those. Oh, I did forget. They they showed the Resident Evil 4 remake. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, Which yeah. I will definitely be buying and playing even uh, while shaking my fist because I don't think that game needed a remake. But <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what they do with it, though. And they should have done uh, Code Veronica. First. Oh, yeah. That one, that one should have been done a long yeah. time ago. Alas. Uh, they also showed Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is a VR game. PlayStation VR 2 exclusive. Looked pretty cool. Um, some some Looked pretty ambitious for a VR game. However, the thing that was throwing me off is like you only see the hands when you're like climbing around and shit. Is that normal for VR? Uh, yeah, it is. Because the thing, we also got the announcements of the uh, Resident Evil 8 VR. Right. Yeah, uh, with the PSVR 2, so I can get choked out by Big Mama. <laughs> Like, we can we can finally actually be stepped on by mommy. Like I said in your your chat though, I, I'd rather have the sisters because <laughs> I do like a goth chick. Well, now you can uh, get bit in VR. Oh yeah, We're, we learned things Yay. about Rich that day. And I'm married to a very vanilla lady. <laughs> um, and then they also announced a pretty significant update for Horizon Forbidden West. So there is a new game plus mode, which I did not know was not already there i thought it was yeah there's a uh, very hard difficulty has been added no thanks there's some new trophies can, uh, for new game plus and very hard and then so that means i'm probably never going to get the platinum which is sad you say that maybe it, those won't be required for the plat uh this is cool they added a new feature that lets you reallocate your skill points on your uh, skill tree so that's cool if you decide you want to like respec what abilities you have and then there's also a transmog feature that lets you change your appearance without changing your armor set. So this is a really cool uh, thing. Like, So if you don't like the way the best armor looks and you like the way another armor looks better, you can just you know, keep the appearance of the, the armor you don't like while having all the boosts 
So that's a cool idea. Uh, Xenoblade 1 did that too. That yep. was a really cool feature there. Um, I haven't really toyed around with this update yet. I did play one session with the update, uh, but I didn't mess with any of the settings or anything. So it's glad to see that they're putting more work into it because I know a lot of people think Horizon's super glitchy and buggy. So, But yeah, that's about it on that one. And then the big thing... So this one is 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 very interesting, and and you know we knew it was coming at some point, but uh, long time Final Fantasy producer um, Sinji Hashimoto retires. He is a very big head figure at uh, Square Enix, uh, preferably on the titles of Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Um, so basically, he talks about him leaving. He worked on a lot of the titles, so. He's one of the biggest names in Square and yep. Final Fantasy. Uh, That's sad. It, and he's not staying on as a fellow like uh, Masuda is a game freak. He says, I will, I'd like no. to support Square Enix as a fan. Yeah, he's pretty much out. I think what he said was, um, in, at least in the transcript, he, he reached a mandatory age of retirement that he needs to do. So, yeah. Yep. So apparently he first worked as a publicity producer on FF7, having joined Square from Bandai. And then he had a major role in pretty much every major offline Final Fantasy since then. So he was a producer on 8 and 9 and 15, executive producer on 13 and 7 Remake. And then he worked in the sales and marketing on 10 and 12. And was also involved in Dissidia, Chocobo's Dungeon, Theater Rhythm, Type Zero, pretty much everything. And he was the producer on Advent Children as well. So he's uh, done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things. So it'd be interesting to see, just like the Game Freak, game freak person stepping down, um, Hashimoto was a big, big influence. But I'm, I'm nervous to see what happens after he leaves. Um, well, he's done. Like, yeah, he's gone as of, as of today's date. Yeah. So it says, though, that in the last 10 years he's acted mostly as a brand manager for Final Fantasy. So maybe he hasn't like influenced the actual de development of the games all that much. I would say he has. Um, if you're that big of a name and a that big of a player, I'm sure even as a, as a brand manager, like you have people coming to you, producers and directors, like, what do you think about this? Like, do you think this is a good idea? What would you recommend? You do, that type of level of mentorship doesn't go away. So yeah. I think that he did technically have influence um, with what's been going on. But now that he's gone, yeah, who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, he was also basically the co-creator of Kingdom Hearts. Apparently, you know that famous story about how a Square Enix executive and a Disney executive happened to share the same elevator. And that's when the idea for Kingdom Hearts was hatched. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that was Hashimoto. So. Uh, nice weird and then let's see apparently one of his most famous blunders is he said if fans wanted to see another chrono trigger game then they should have bought more so <laughs> <laughs> nice uh okay so apparently he's been into an advisory role in this past year so it is going to see how i mean we'll never know what his influence or lack thereof will affect the, the series going forward we but, do know if, if Nomura retires, there'll be less belt buckles. Yes. 
<laughs> honestly, well, that's a whole other discussion, but I, I kind of wouldn't mind if Nomura left. But <laughs> I don't think he's got much time left. I mean, I would give another five years and he's probably going to be out. Yeah. He's, hmm. I can't remember. How old is he? He's been around a long time. He still looks like he's 20 something. But yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. But speaking of the future of the series, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we will finally discuss Final Fantasy 16. Are you nostalgic for a simpler time? A time where controllers didn't have so many buttons. A time where games weren't so overly complicated by so many plot devices. Yeah. Me too. I miss my NES. Hi. <laughs> I'm Bill, and I absolutely love old video games. But I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. Each week, my friends and I will discuss games from the NES to the SNES. Games like Super Mario World, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Donkey Kong Country, The Legend of Zelda, Super Metroid, Balloon Fight, Punch Out, A Link to the Past, F-Zero, and so much more. The Super Switch Club is a Podcasters Assemble style show from the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network, where we'll be replaying and discussing some of our favorite video games from our childhood. So join us on the Super Switch Club, where you can relive the nostalgia of tearing your hair out over an NES game that loves to troll the shit out of you. Best of all, you can too. Head on over to probablywork.com slash superswitchclub now to learn more. And we are back. So we kind of expected this, but there was a new trailer shown for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, during the state of play, we knew that we were getting a trailer sometime this month. So when better than this uh, this event? We also got the release date. It is launching. Well, well, release window. Yeah, yeah. Uh, summer twenty twenty three. So about a year from now or so. This was a a big disappointment to me because personally, I really was hoping it was going to come out this year. Thanks to the multiple statements we've gotten saying that the game is done. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's fully playable from start to finish. You could start at the beginning and beat the game in its current state, but they want to polish it some more. So That's not bad, though. That's not bad. Though. No, I would rather it release and be a great game, but don't give misleading statements like it's done. If you still got to polish it, it's not done. <laughs> Do we have a demo? That's a good point. They haven't mentioned anything about that. So I wouldn't expect one, at least not yet. Mm. That aside, um, so this trailer, we... I don't I don't know what to say about the trailer because I feel like we didn't really learn anything new from it. There were some enigmatic lines thrown around, but the way it was edited, like I didn't get any more sense of what the story was or the characters or anything like that. Uh, so real quick, yeah, we'll talk about this. So you you said the trailer showed showed a few things, maybe not enough, but I did pick up on a few things, such as the dominant, or are they called the dominant or the dominance? So the dominants are the people that summon the 
summons, which are called icons. So icons, I this is my thought. I think the dominant are the icons themselves that they turn into the summons. So um, the way I looked at it, and I kept seeing a couple of things, and based on the combat system, um, you're done. The person that you have that you're controlling, obviously, it's the the, the main character. Um, he uses a lot of attacks that are based on um, which dominant is he? Ifrit? Does he have one? I don't think Khan has one. Maybe. I don't know. Or he just absorbs them. I, I have no idea. But it looked like that most of these people that are dominants have the abilities of the uh, icons and they turn into them when they summon the big ones. Yeah. That's just my thought. Yeah. It should be kind of cool. And we know the dominance of a few of them already. Like uh, the little brother, uh, Joshua, I think his name is. That's, he's the he's, phoenix. Right. There's a and, lot of them, though. Yeah, so we also got a list of assumedly all the uh, icons. Phoenix, Titan, Garuda, Ramu, Shiva, Odin, Bahamut, and Ifrit. So that's... Uh, a little bit. I guess that was the biggest thing of the trailer is getting to see what all the icons look like, and also apparently there's going to be some kind of weird battle system where you play as the summon fighting against another summon, like summon battles. That's kind of cool. So we we talked about this, and you mentioned those things. What do you think the story is going to be about? Well, we know that there's a time skip at some point. And we've discussed this before. I think something's going to happen to Joshua, and then Clive is going to be on like some kind of revenge quest or something like that. Yeah. Um, we did get a n- couple new characters revealed in this trailer, but there's like one guy who looked, I think he's like the dominant of Titan. Titan. And then there is like a new lady, uh, and she was Bahamut? No. No, she was Garuda. Garuda. Right. I thought it was funny that, you know, they've got all these classic Final Fantasy summons and then Garuda, because I think the only game Garuda has been a a summon in is 14. So I was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) cheeky little Yoshi P insertion there. (laughs) Well, and and that's what I think, too. I think he's going to go around killing dominance because he's trying, if I remember correctly, in seeing one of the original trailers, it was him stating that the crystal has has dictated their lives for too long. So right. I think he's going to be in a warpath to destroy the crystal. There was this one um, shot in the trailer where it shows Clive and some girl like leaning against a balcony. For I was really confused by that at first because it looked like the ending of FF8 to me. So, so I was like, is that Squall and Renoa? And apparently <laughs> I'm not the only one that had that thought. So, huh. um, Well, it, I don't know. I'll have to see how this all plays out. I guess Clive uh, does kind of look a little bit like um, Squall from a yeah. distance. Maybe it's their children. Yeah. So what about the gameplay? So we got some signs of Clive attacking. And unfortunately, to, to many people, myself and many people, it kind of does look like our suspicions have been confirmed that this is really a, just a, a single player action game. All the like Devil May Cry or Dragon's Dogma, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sad by that at all. I think it. I think it's going to be interesting how they how it plays out, how all the combat is. It it does look like the influences of Stranger in, in Paradise does 
take take an effect on this one. When I first saw the the Titan dominant guy, I was like, "Is that Jack from <laughs> Stranger <laughs> Paradise?" Uh, they're they're reusing character designs, but to me, it's just like, okay, Final Fantasy fifteen was already a, a major step in this direction, but at least mm-hmm. you still had a party of characters. As far as we can tell so far, Clive is the only controllable character. Who knows if there'll be guests fighting with you at d- differing points, but it's just a bit of a letdown. Like, it, it barely, just because you put, you know, Ifrit and Shiva in the game doesn't make it Final Fantasy to me. True. See, where you're different, see, that's where we have a different opinion on that. I think it's going to be good. You have concerns. Yeah. You could be right, and I could be wrong. Still, the uh, the UI was also a bit questionable. It was very chaotic UI, numbers flying everywhere. Maybe, maybe it, it didn't bother FF14 players because the UI in that game is also insane. It's not that I wouldn't say it's that chaotic, but no, I think this is a like stepped up beef version of it. Mm-hmm. There's like giant numbers flying everywhere. I think they're trying to like appease the pe- people. That's saying it's not an RPG anymore with that. <laughs> uh, but maybe it'll turn out okay. Was there you need to else? be hopeful. Yeah, apparently. Is there anything else in this trailer that we're forgetting about or skipping over? No, but I'm, I'm those icons look mean. The summons they do look, look really good. They, they look freaking cool for the most part. I agree. Yeah. So. Um, they also, we got a list of like some of the staff working on the game. So it's being produced by Naoki Yoshida, or Yoshi P, as he is better known. Uh, directed by Hiroshi Takai, who directed The Last Remnant, which is, I've heard that's a good game. Uh, the creative director and the original screenplay were by Kazutoyo Mahiro, who was the main scenario writer of FF14, A Realm Reborn, and Heaven's Word. So that could go either way, because I know a lot of people think A Realm Reborn is boring, but love Heaven's Word's story. Yeah. The localization director is Michael Christopher Koji Fox, who uh, was the localization director for 14. Wow, they really just threw a bunch of 14 people at this, didn't they? Well, I mean, it's the fact that they've done such an amazing job. Yeah. The art director is Hiroshi Minagawa, who is the director and visual designer of FF12. I think you can kind of see that. Mm. Uh, The combat director is Ryota Suzuki. I think we already knew this. He was the combat director, sorry, designer for Devil May Cry Cry 5 and Dragon's Dogma. Uh, the character designer is Kazuya Takahashi, who was the art design for 14 A Realm of Born and Heaven's Word. And the composer is Masayoshi Soken, who is the composer for FF14, which I would say is good news because FF14's music is really good for the most part. Yeah, you're, you are right. They just, they just picked a bunch of 14 people and said, you know what? You guys are doing great. All the other ones, get out. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess the rest of the team is on like Kingdom Hearts and that Seven Remake these days. Um, yeah, that's true. When we ever find out about that shit. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, director Hiroshi Takai said, first, allow me to apologize for making everyone wait so long for new information on FF16. But the good news is it's finally here. In our latest trailer, we've introduced several new icons as well as provided a more detailed peek at our action-packed battle system and the freedom it gives players. As for the development progress, I'm happy to announce that the game is fully playable from start to finish, though from optimization to brush up, there is still a mountain of challenges to tackle as we head into our final push. Until then, please stay tuned. We'll do our best to not keep you waiting too long before our next update. 
Okay. So December. <laughs> yeah. It's sad, but true. Uh, what what about the gameplay itself? I know we talked about it a little bit, but did did anything about it excite you? Do you think it looks fun? I think it's gonna look. It's gonna be really fun. It's gonna if you think about it, Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. A lot of people were skeptical about that and then weren't one hundred percent on board. But man, that battle system in seven was just I enjoyed oh, yeah. the hell out of it. Seven remake, um, great battle. So system. I'm thinking that you know because of that, it's been stepped in the right direction. Where 16's combat is gonna be an evolved version of that. I would be surprised if they put one of those options where you can slow down a little bit as you select item, select mm-hmm. things. Um, but I'm, I'm op- optimistic about it. I think it's going to be a fun, um, deal. It's to me, it's going to boil down to the story. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know how this is all going to play out. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm going to pre-order it probably some kind of special edition day one, be super yeah. hyped for it. I'm just a little let down as a fan of final fantasy. So, um, Let's see. There's a you have a, a link to here about the the combat system itself. Did you want to expound on that any further? Or no, I mean, if you play Devil May Cry, if you play Dragon's Dogma, if you have played some of those like fast paced hit slash and hack deals, this is, you're going to see the exact same thing. But we're they didn't really show off a lot. Yeah. So yeah, we'll I should see. have rewatched the trailer before we started today, um, just because I. I haven't watched it since the initial reveal, but yeah, it didn't really stand out to me. I've watched it a thousand times. What have you been doing? <laughs> I'm kidding. I've watched it once. <laughs> uh, Frost in the chat says, well, we got it. Will we get a demo like with 15 and will we have to buy something crappy like type zero to get it? Let's hope they don't pull that again. So speaking of that, do you guys remember in the final fantasy 15 demo, whatever it was, Duske or whatever so it was called? Duske, yeah. This guy, the voice actor was not Ray Chase. Was it what? I thought it was, yeah. but then they like told him to change his acting a little bit after that. I don't know, but it did not sound like him at all. Hmm. Like he was a very dark, um, deep grunt. Yeah, apparently he originally was like very gravelly and like a darker character, which I think is what a lot of people expected from Noctis based on his appearance. But yeah, and then they changed it. How dare they? But that's maybe we'll get a demo with that. Maybe we'll get some playable section of see something. But I think one reason maybe I'm a little let down by 16 is because with 15, you know, that was originally supposed to be versus 13. Mm -hmm. That was originally supposed to be a a spinoff. And so, of course, it had differing gameplay from what you might expect from a main Final Fantasy. This one was a you know from the ground up supposed to be an FF so yeah <laughs> they really are going this direction. Sorry, I don't mean I to be dot hurt, but I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the good yin and yang of this whole of this podcast. You we don't have to share the same opinions. Yeah, I'm excited anyway. But yeah, anything else on sixteen? Nope. I just I need it. I need it in my life. Okay, we'll see. Yep. Well, I'm sure we'll start getting. Uh, more and more news uh, a few months from now until we wish they would stop giving us more trailers and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's our last news story for the day. We wanted to end with a bang. Uh, but as for the RPG releases, in this past week, we got Soldiers, S-O-U-L. That was on everything. That came out June 2nd. 
On the third, we got Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy on Xbox Series and Xbox One. On June 6th, it was the Elder Scrolls Online High Isle to PC and Stadia. On the 7th was Spellforce 2 Reforced. That's on uh, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One. And then finally, uh, we got the Star-Lord Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords on Switch on the 8th. So I know some people were excited about that. But what about this week? So this week we have uh, Metal Max Xeno Reborn as PS4, Switch, and PC June 10th. Um, and then we have The Hand of Merlin, which is PS5, PS4, X, Switch, and PC exiting early access on June 14th. So that's all we have with those. Yep. And that's going to wrap up the, uh, the news for today. So let's go ahead and move on to our outro. was a fan recreation of the music from the 16 trailer oh that was a what that sounded so much awesome <laughs> i liked the uh the part towards the end when they show the names of each summon if you, mm-hmm. i don't know if you noticed but the latin chanting was actually their names i was like what, what in the sephiroth is this yep. <laughs> <laughs> i liked it um but okay no matter what happens we're excited for ff16 but it's time to close out the episode. Next week, I still don't know for sure. I need to confirm with Bill. Hopefully, we'll get a Radical Dreamers review in. And if not, who knows what will happen. I don't know if Rich would be able to get a Xenoblade Part 1 done at times. <laughs> That's a big... I'll dare change. you. Yeah. Um, one more reminder for the RPG Club. We are playing Final Fantasy Thirteen. The checkpoint is to complete Chapter 7, which is the Palumpolum chapter. And that is due Sunday... June 12th. Launched into our plugs, it would help us out greatly if you would rate and review the show on whatever podcatching app you listen to us on or don't listen to us on. It all helps. Helps the algorithm, helps the visibility of the show. We'd super appreciate it. And tell your friends. You guys got some RPG-loving friends that listen to podcasts or maybe they don't need to be turned on to podcasts. The word of mouth is super important. Yes, yes. Another great way to support the show is through Patreon. You can uh, get early episode access, ad-free episodes, extra reviews, the RPG Club, which we talk about a lot here, and many, many more. You can find that at patreon.com forward slash RPG after years. We stream our episodes live to Twitch, usually every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. You heard us talking to the chat a little bit today. Be a part of the show. You can find us at twitch.tv slash rpg after years if you have any feedback or questions you would like to ask us you can email us our address is rpg at gmail.com 
and a great way to communicate with the community that we have uh, helped cultivate. It is Discord. Uh, the link can be found in the show notes or our pinned tweet on Twitter. Come join the conversation. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow the show at RPG Years. If you want to follow me directly, I'm at the Scott Spot. And I am at HailBlue1569. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. We had a lot of interesting news from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet to the release date of FF16. It was a lot to take in. Tune in next week for episode 116, in which we probably do some kind of review, question mark. Who knows? It'll be fun either way. But until then, I'm Scott. And I'm Rich. Thank you guys for listening to the RPG After Years. Bye. like video games? Of course you do. Do you believe people should have positive mental health? Also of course you do. Then come join me on Dragoon Effect, an audio-only Let's Play podcast that cares about your mental health. Come listen as I play through games like Alan Wake, Hellblade, Send You a Sacrifice, Doki Doki Literature Club, and talk about my life and my mental health and encourage others to do what's best for them and talk about it openly. We hope to see you soon.